Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. If you would like to hear or suggest a topic, please DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Just so you know, for today's episode, we have two cows in heat. Yes, I am not... I'm not making that up. They are horny AF and they are making a lot of noise mooing. And I was going to record in the back room, but it was too cold in there. So I'm recording in my normal front room, which is near the cows. I will try my best to edit it out. If that doesn't happen, you may hear some cows mooing in the background We've all been there. We know how it is. We do We do empathize with these cows. Anyway, I checked my stats and I'm happy to say I have a global audience. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. Hi to the United States, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, India, Italy, Austria, Belgium, Costa Rica, and France. Thank you so much. Just as a reminder, I'm taking down Two Enlightened Bitches on May 1st to make way for my new podcast. I just received the cover art and it looks awesome. I'll tell you more in the coming weeks. Also remember to give me five stars, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts because I need more ratings on there. Also check out Free Spirit Podcasts, that's with an S, dot com, where I created metaphysical digital products and services for you. That means no physical shipping, guys. You can purchase and download immediately or purchase a service. I've created everything for the highest good for you, and it's a great way to support this podcast. That's freespiritpodcasts.com. Today's topic is frenetic energy. By frenetic, I mean a lot of movement, excited, uncontrollable energy. I've been experiencing a lot of frenetic energy in the past few weeks, but in a strange, dulled down way. Normally, I'd like to think of myself as somewhat grounded, somewhat centered. I am not (laughs) a hundred percent there, Mother Earth, Katha, Buddha. I wish I was, but I'm just not. Sometimes I do have my moments, but for the most part, I'm pretty focused. I'm pretty on task. I would say that about myself, but I've been having a few experiences that are just not typically me. Let me tell you about the first situation. I took a walk with our favorite animal communicator from a couple episodes ago, Tracy Shannon, and we walked for an hour and a half, which is what? 90 minutes. So 80 minutes into the walk, meaning we were almost finished with it, we only had 10 minutes left, I realized I don't have my car keys. And we had to obviously park in front of this trail So we could go on the trail and if you don't have your car keys, that's a problem. It's not as if I walked from my house to this trail. I say to Tracy, I say, I don't have my car keys. And she says, well, I see something sticking out of your pocket. Are those your keys? And I check and it's 
just a mask and I've checked my other pockets and there's nothing in there. And I realized I really don't have my car keys. And I said to her, okay, well, we'll see. I'm sure they'll turn up. And if not, I'll call my husband and he'll come get me. So I had this weird sense of calm come over me. I wasn't upset. I wasn't anxious. I felt like I would find them. I felt no anxiety whatsoever. And what ended up happening was we finished our walk and in the grass right next to the trail, Tracy points and says, there are your keys. And they were just sitting there waiting for me. (laughs) And I went to my car and it had been locked and it wasn't disturbed and I was able to drive away. The strange part is that I had no moment of recognition. You know when you drop something or you leave something and then you find it and you go, oh man, that's where I left it or that's what I was doing or oh, okay. I had no recognition whatsoever. I have no idea how these keys ended up in the grass. The only thing or only conclusion I can come to is maybe I had my phone and I was fiddling with them and they dropped. But normally I'm the type of person, I would have rechecked my pockets. I would have said, okay, phone in one pocket, key and mask in another pocket. I would have checked it and I didn't at all. So that was just really bizarre to me. Also in my lifetime, I've maybe left a credit card in a store, maybe a couple times, not a lot in my entire lifetime. In the past month, I have left my credit card in three different stores. Again, I wasn't anxious. When I realized what I did, I called the store and I had them hold it and I went back and I got it. I mean, I was a little annoyed at myself, but I wasn't beating myself up by any stretch of the means. And then just the other week, I dropped a dozen eggs in the grocery store parking lot and usually I pack the eggs like they're my baby. I make it so they won't break. I think we all do that. And I literally just dropped these eggs all over the parking lot. I was a bit annoyed because I had just bought them and uh, now I was down a dozen eggs. But honestly, I really didn't care. You know, this frenetic energy was moving through me and it was strange and I've, I've felt strange as you can see for, for the past few weeks, but I'm not annoyed at myself in the sense of beating myself up, telling myself, oh man, you shouldn't have done that, what a moron, whatever. So I, I have to say I have evolved a bit in regard to that and I'm, I am happy to report that, but that frenetic energy is still moving around. Okay, on top of all of this, I have been experiencing seasonal allergies because everything is blooming here. I live in a rural area. It's an especially bad year for allergies, which I have no idea how that's even possible because usually when it's winter and it's freezing cold, everything freezes and dies off. So they say if that happens, then allergy season in the spring will be much better. And that's exactly what our winter was this year, but yet They're saying our allergy season is worse, so I don't know how that's possible. Because of the improvement of my health, I would say my seasonal allergies are 40% better overall than they were last year, so that's great. But I had a tough one and a half weeks with 
my seasonal allergy symptoms. And I just realized this morning that a lot of it's contributed to my dog. I love my dog, but he has a double coat. That's his breed. And twice a year, he sheds this double coat. So I think this is what's really contributing to my seasonal allergies right now. I used to get acupuncture for allergies. And for the first two years, it worked great. Then last year, I had acupuncture for seasonal allergies done right after receiving my Reiki attunements. And my intuition was telling me, do not get acupuncture done this year. You don't need it. What did I do? I went against my intuition. And last year, my allergies were horrendous. When I was on the table getting needled last year, meaning I was getting the acupuncture treatment, they were putting the needles in me, I can tell you, I have never felt so much energy moving around in my body. It was the strangest feeling. And I just want to tell people, I've been getting acupuncture, both Chinese and Japanese, since 2004, and if, for those of you that don't know, Chinese acupuncture uses the big long needles and they really dig deep into the fascia. Whereas Japanese uses tiny needles and they just tap into the fascia. I can tell you that I was not in good health at the time a year ago. So perhaps it was all the toxins moving around, the energy trying to free itself. I don't know, but it felt like a tornado of frenetic energy just moving all around my body. I also want to tell people that I have had acupuncture since 2004, meaning there were times in my life where I had two conditions where I had to go for acupuncture for six months at a time. So I've done it a lot with many different acupuncturists in different states, actually one in a different country. So I've had a lot of experience. So it's strange that I had this tornado of energy. I, I've never experienced that in all the years I've done acupuncture. And by the way, this is my public service announcement, my PSA for today. When you do acupuncture for seasonal allergies, what happens is, is you have to go six weeks before the start of allergy season and you get, usually they want you to do three to five treatments. Treatments meaning acupuncture sessions. And the norm is they put the needles in the sinus area, right? Around your nose, around your forehead, around there, the sinus areas. But I wasn't having success with that. So I ended up turning over on the table and they needled me on my back, my upper back, and that is what did it. That is what stopped my seasonal allergies for those two years. So I'm just telling you that because if you go to an acupuncturist and they try to needle you on the front in the sinus area, try turning over and doing it on your upper back because that's what worked for me and was successful for me. Last year, for some reason, the needling on the upper back wasn't working. It had always worked in the past. So the acupuncturist did it in the sinus area. And to be fair, it was my first year living in this area, living on a farm. It was a new acupuncturist, but he came highly recommended and he seemed to know what he was doing. And I did the normal sessions 
and it flopped. And I think a lot of it had to do with, I had new energy in me because of the Reiki attunements. And that combined with maybe some of the energy from not feeling well and not being in good health. And it just created this perfect storm of frenetic energy. And I was just, I remember last year I was miserable during allergy season. However, a few years before, when I had successful acupuncture treatments for seasonal allergies, I had such frenetic energy, I kept dropping things, literally dropping things, which I never do. I dropped and broke three dishes in one week to the point my roommate said, can you stop breaking my crap? Do you want some glasses? Do you want some vases to add to this <laughs> this completely broken collection? I'm not clumsy. And I remember right after a treatment, I tripped and banged my head into something and I had this goose egg on my head. I asked the acupuncturist about it at the time. And of course she said, what did she say? I've never heard of this before, which is the typical answer I receive from doctors, holistic people, etc. So even when the treatments were successful, I still had this frenzy of frenetic energy. So back to the present, I had been really feeling out of it, especially some days. So I ask myself, is it all the EFT tapping I've been doing? I've been doing a lot of that, trying to release emotions. Is it listening to the trauma book and absorbing all of that information, a lot of it being really hard to listen to? You know, you're listening day in and day out about trauma and other people's trauma. And is it the seasonal allergies? I'm sure it's all the above. I'm sure I'm, I'm getting hit from a few directions, but how do I address this frenetic energy and feel myself again? I've had two psychics and one energy healer tell me that I'm in danger of absorbing other people's energy. I guess I do it too easily. Shni, my metaphysical coach, if you remember, I mentioned her definitely in the first episode of this podcast and on my other podcast, uh, Two Enlightened Bitches. She told me I've been doing it my whole life. I've been absorbing other people's energy, not realizing I'm doing it, and to be very careful. When I'm in this vulnerable state of healing myself of my past trauma, releasing emotions, and on a physical level, dealing with seasonal allergies, am I absorbing this energy that's making me frenetic? Well, yes, as I just said, listening to constant stories of trauma. And then another example is a couple weeks ago, I went with my husband to get him vaccinated against COVID. In the vaccination center, I almost had a full-on panic attack. The problem was that the experience was great. It was easy. People were calm. People were nice. There was nothing to be upset about from the minute we walked in to the minute we walked out. It was 35 minutes, which is nothing. So was I absorbing the fear of the collective? People didn't seem to be in fear but maybe they were nervous. They were anxious about the shot. There was a lot of different energy swirling around me, a lot. And there were a lot of people in this room. The room was socially distanced, but packed. So you can just imagine 
You know, you can just imagine I was probably absorbing a lot of this energy when I was in a really vulnerable state. So I decided to use journaling in the form of automatic writing and ask my higher conscious what is happening. And here's what my higher conscious said. Here's the journal excerpts. Frenetic energy. My frenetic energy lately is the manifestation of the mind that is occupied with thought, with fog, with an invasion from the outside that's not supposed to be in the inside. It is the separation of oneness, attempting to go at it alone, to hold one's breath underwater, to have an experience that is not of oneself, but of the outside world, to demand from oneself in a place that's not demanding, to push oneself beyond the push of the outer limits, beyond the expectations of what one should want or have. Why force? Why force when in this frenetic state? Wouldn't one want to comfort thyself to slow down as the body requests? I'm going to repeat those last two sentences. Why force when in this frenetic state? Wouldn't one want to comfort thyself to slow down as the body requests? Considering everything that's going on, why push myself? Where has it been getting me? Honestly, nowhere. In fact, I did yoga two weeks ago and I was a complete mess. And I hate to say that because I love yoga. I could barely do the class. It was torture because all my body wanted to do was rest and I kept pushing it. In contrast, I did yoga a couple days ago with the same teacher, the same time limit, the same class, and it was amazing. I felt great and it felt like what my body needed. I wasn't in that frenetic state. I was clear, calm, and my body clearly told me what it wanted. I remember waking up that morning and saying to myself, today is a good day for yoga. I'm ready to do it today. I feel good. I feel that it's going to be really good for my body to stretch it out. And it was. So I have to really think about what I'm forcing and how to, when I'm feeling out of it or I'm a little vulnerable in regard to my energy, how to center myself and how to go back to the place I should be at the present moment, right? I don't want to say go back to normal because maybe my normal pace is much faster, but go back to a pace that's good for me in the moment. With reading all the trauma, you know, I counter that as I told you last week by all these meditative practices I do, and you can listen to last week's episode to hear that. And also slowing down. You know, I have to tell myself, I give the advice to others, but you know, I have to tell myself there's nothing wrong with slowing down. If you need a week and a half to slow down and to just chill more and listen to podcasts and watch a little more Netflix or whatever and, and do more meditation and, and just lie around, then that's what you need to do. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with doing any of that. And that's what I'm learning. I'm just learning to, to listen to my body and to slow down when it needs. And, you know, people may say, okay, I can do that for a day, but a week and a half, no way. Well, think about going on vacation 
the, I would say, goal of going on vacation, not for everyone, but for most people, is to relax, you know, to center yourself, to relax, to get away from everything. And instead of treating it like a vacation, for example, I tried to push every which way I can, which led me into a more frenetic, energetic state, which wasn't working for me. So if this happens next time, what am I going to do? What have I learned? I am going to slow down to the pace that I know my body is craving. I am going to address my seasonal allergies, which I am about to start another cleanse. This is a massive prep for a cleanse for liver and gallbladder. You have to actually do a prep for a month before you can even cleanse. Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. So (laughs) I'm... um, I'm about to embark on that, which I'll talk about in another episode. So I'm going to address the cause of my seasonal allergies, not just the symptoms. But right now I have to address the symptoms. And if that means I have to use a sinus spray and I have to take some sinus medicine, then that's what I have to do. And also address in a holistic way with a neti pot or whatever. But that's what I have to do for now. That's what my body needs, but mostly slowing down. So I ask you, are you forcing anything? Have you had frenetic energy lately that you'd like to address? And if you're saying yes, ask yourself, why force? Where is this force getting me? And how can I return to a state of clear, calm, present energy? Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.